they always say follow your gut, but they don't tell you deep down what that actually means. So uh, that's what I wanted to talk about this week. Because the gut is very powerful. Now we tend to avoid these kinds of things, and the main reason why is because the world seems to be in a scientific mindset. So because of this, you think of what can science do for me? What can drugs do for me? You know, if I, if I get a sickness, drugs is the only way to solve it. These, you know, scientific methods are the only way to solve it. There's no other way. So we ignore the internal power of the body. Now, I'm not saying that there's this massive secret that you never heard of that you can heal any type of sickness within the body just by using meditation, just by using mindfulness. This isn't the case. You know, sometimes we get into these, these traps of diseases, and when you identify with it, no matter how much you try and fight against it, it's not going to work because you've already identified with it. You've been told by the doctor, you've been told by family and friends that this is exactly what the disease is going to do to you, and there's no way to fight it. Now, when I hear these stories, it always pops into my head uh, the example with Stephen Hawking. Now, there is a person who had a tough go of life, but he really made something of his life. He gave back to the universe in so many amazing and interesting ways. And I know there's a bit of an ironic situation that he is technically a scientist, that uh, I'm not talking against science here. No, all the shows that I do, please note, I am not talking against science. I'm actually all for it. I am 100% on board. I believe it is half. You can, you can debate how much of a percentage it is, but I believe it's at least half of the advancements of mankind. I think, of course, there are downsides with it. Just thinking in the sense of military prowess and the weapons that have been created that harm or kill human beings. That's a downside to science, but there's many upsides. And when it comes to the sicknesses, my, my original point is the idea that if you're told something like Stephen Hawking, when he got his sickness, he was told that he probably wouldn't live to see 30. Well, he proved them wrong. He lived into his 60s. And that is a great show of the power of the mind. I mean, if anybody had a powerful mind, it was Stephen Hawking. So now I've kind of gone over the idea that if you believe something wholeheartedly, that it can affect your physical being. And the mind thinking certain things, yes, you kind of move over it into that. It's the same thing with like if somebody has a bad go in life and you know they're not connected to other people and in, internally they just feel like it's better if they just die. If they hold on to that sad thought, eventually that's where they're going to end up. So how does this come back to the gut? which is technically the subject of this week's show. Well, the gut is where the emotions begin. So the mind thinks certain things, the gut then feeds it. So all of the anger, all of the fear, all of the sadness, all of those down feelings exist inside the gut. This is where they are stored. 
So I like to see the gut as being the body's battery. So this is what's going to power you to do things in life. It's what gives you life. So if the things you feel inside the gut, which the common feeling these days is exactly what I just, it's all those lower energies, such as fear, anger, sadness, and so on. But if you shift that, just note that the gut is only a battery. That you can power it with the negative emotions, but you can also power it with the more higher, you know, for lack of a better term, positive emotions. So you got the lower emotions, the fear, the anger. You got the higher emotions, the joy and the bliss and the gratefulness for the people in your life and for life in general. All of that can exist inside your gut. So you can have a happy life and you can be positive about things and then you're charging your gut with that positive higher energy. Or you can be down on things and fearful of things and it's us against them and you're charging your gut with all those lower energies and then that becomes who you are eventually. So that energy surrounds you. So as I mentioned, we're very common in the sense of those lower emotions such as stress and fear. And one of the main reasons for this is through a manipulation. Now, I'm not saying that it's done and that it's a conspiracy theory and it's being done to you on purpose. I'm not saying that at all. It seems the reality in general has skewed towards this. Now, I like to keep an optimistic mindset. I like to think that the reason it's skewed towards this is because it's a learning experience. And for the people that, you know, have a hard time changing or fear change or stuck in that fear mindset, you need a really hard knock to send you down that road. So I see all of this fear out there. I see all of this us against them that's going on in the world and in social media. And I see it as a pathway because I do believe that once a person gets to a certain level, You know, maybe something changes in their lives. Maybe a a loved one has passed on. Maybe they meet somebody who has more of a positive mindset and they're like, I want to be more like that person. Whatever the catalyst is, eventually I do believe that they're going to seek out the higher emotion. Because the higher emotion is the much better way to live. I, I absolutely adore that. Now I can skew back and forth personally. I'm not saying I don't think there's anybody on this planet, not even the Dalai Lama, who can stay in that high emotion all the time. They're always going to have internal doubts. But the difference is, if you gain the habit of always having the higher emotion, you'll rebound much quicker. So that you have those feelings of anger and sadness that you'll recognize them for what they are. Just emotions, just feelings, just sensations, just part of this journey called life. And then you'll eventually pass them and go back to that original habit state of being on a more positive end. Because the more common thing now is that you have the lower emotions that you're charging your gut with the sadness and the fear and the anger and you're not releasing it. This seems to be the, and this is what leads folks to doing dangerous things or to exercise very aggressively It leads them to other ways of, you know, using the physical to release that energy. And they always say, well, you need some kind of release. 
The truth is you don't actually need some kind of physical release because you can do it mentally. Now the meditation meditators, they know this because during meditation, if they're just identified, if they're just kind of there with the emotions that they're currently holding on to, if you get to that real focused state that eventually you're just going to pass it naturally, you're going to feel it come out of your body. It's almost like a, a vibration. It's a really strange feeling in, in, in your gut. And it's just kind of like it encompasses your whole body as it gets released. Now, I personally don't recommend always releasing. I did this once when I when I finally got that that method, once I was able to you know, mentally create the release without meditation, just kind of push the energy out. I kept myself at a zero energy level all the time because I thought that's it. Well, the energy in my gut is obviously very bad and I have to get rid of it. But that's the wrong mindset. That's not the case. That's a very big lesson that I learned is that the energy can be good and it can motivate you. It can power you throughout life. It can motivate you to do your job or to do whatever your passion is life. You can use that energy. So now I only release it when I can feel it's over the top. If I find myself being quick to sadness or quick to anger in any way, then I might release extra because I know there's more than I need. So that's a, you know, that's, that's down the road. If you're a beginner, you're just starting with meditation, the first thing you need to do is just get that attention span. You know, get uh, get a higher attention span and get accustomed to your body and your energy. That's the first step. And then you'll find all these other things that I talk about eventually come naturally to you. There's no real, you know, instruction manual that you're going to need. They're just going to come naturally to you. You're just going to, because you're a living being, you're going to automatically know these things. The energy is out there in, in the ether. So it's very uncommon in today's society to be able to use and to manipulate that energy for motivation, for energy during the day, for whatever you need it for. Very uncommon, but it's so powerful because if you can learn to manipulate that energy and you're not holding on to it, then all the situations that you find yourself in become manageable because no matter how much fear rises up in your body, you have the ability to transfer it throughout the body form or to just release it if you don't want it. So it's a very powerful thing to be able to manipulate that energy, not always release it. Sometimes you hold on to it, especially if you're doing a job, if you're hanging out with people and you need that energy as an introvert, such as I do, to be able to hold on to that and keep it in a calm reserve to be used naturally and not allowing it to switch into fear, sadness, anger, etc. So you're distributing it throughout the body. That's the method. Now, if I were to give you an example, I just, there are no real instructions here that I can tell you about, but what I can is give you an example of, of, of how it feels uh, to distribute the energy throughout the body. So most of the time, it will build up in your gut, now, when I say gut, people get kind of confused. They think I'm talking about like their stomach, and that's not the case. In fact, behind your, your stomach, like where your belly button is, is your intestines. It's not your gut. Your gut's actually higher. So it's, it's at the bottom of your rib cage, kind of in the middle of your sternum. So that's the area you're going to be focusing on. 
That's the area that builds up with all those lower and higher energies. And when you're feeling really bad one day, that's the area that's usually going to have the pain in it. So that's the area you focus on. So I'd say you start with meditations. If you're a beginner, you want to just kind of get into it. Just start by sitting for like 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you can handle. Try and keep the mind silent. So you're going to keep the, the mind, the brain calm. And just focus in on that space. Focus in on the gut. Don't say anything to yourself. Don't try and accomplish anything. Just feel it. Feel whatever energy is. You might ask in your head, what is this energy? And you might actually get an answer. You might hear or feel that it's anger or that it's you know excitement for what's going to happen later in the day, whatever it might be. But you're just going to focus in on that energy. You're going to feel it. You're going to get accustomed to it. Because in the future, when you need to manipulate it, you need to know where it is. You need to know what it feels like. Now, to release extra energy if there's an overflow or just to practice this when you, when you want to, I'd say practice it on a day off because you might feel low energy for the rest of the day if you do this. But um, there's an area known as the uh, perineum, uh, the groin. Yes, I, I, I know it's like, it's a very powerful spot because it's the uh, root chakra, but it's, uh, it's obviously, you know, where the, the genitals are. So you just you focus right on the very bottom in the area around the genitals. But there's a, um, a, what do they call it, a Kegel exercise, where that area that you tighten, it's the, the same muscle that you use to go to the bathroom. So if you, if you can focus in on that, especially if you've been doing those Kegel exercises, like you should, like you should, <laughs> uh, but you focus in on that area, you tighten that muscle, and at the same time, just kind of feel the energy. So by tightening that muscle, you're, you're, you're kind of given like a, like a shot, like a push. It's pushing the energy up and out. So you can tighten the muscle, and at the same time, feel the energy leave your body now you're going to feel it in your gut you're going to feel it throughout the it's like almost like a vibration uh kind of like a um like a hard like a sharp sensation that's going to occur and then afterwards you're going to feel a calm now sometimes if you're a little too aggressive with pushing that energy you might also feel a bit of pain in your gut you might feel it as um, something like a dread, like an anxiety. And all you got to do is just wait for that to pass. That's, that's a normal feeling being when being too aggressive to push the energy out. Uh, dread, anxiety, or a bit of a dull pain. Just wait for it to pass. Don't identify with it because it can be dangerous. It can get you back into those lower energies. Get you back into a, a type of depression, small depression. So don't identify with it. Just wait for it to pass. So that's just a, a quick method to pass the overflow of the energy. And again, I, I highly recommend doing it, even if it means you're depleting your entire reserve of energy. Because keep in mind, the energy is always there to get again. And there's always an abundance of it. This is nothing. It's never scarce. Anything that is in true reality is never scarce. Remember that. It's a very important teaching that I learned is the idea because we, we're kind of living in a world that identifies as, you know, scarce. Everything we have, uh, you know, scarce resources. 
Uh, things are constantly depleting. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, this is used to manipulate the masses into having them living in a fearful state. And a fearful person doesn't have enough time to focus in on themselves. They'll never get to a higher level. And that's a much easier state to control. But in reality, I mean, things are never scarce. Even in death, things are never scarce. You know, fearing death is a huge part of that quote-unquote conspiracy. But fearing death is one of the things that keeps people kind of under lock and key. If you didn't fear death, if you didn't care about dying, then you really are truly free. Now, I know that's a side note away from the subject of this week, but I, I always want to make that quite clear. Because if you ever go down that road of respecting death, expecting death, and, you know, being fine for when it comes for you and, and people you know, if you can somehow get a comfort with that in knowing it's just a part of life. I mean, think about it. I mean, anybody who has gone through a death in the family, a death of a loved one, they know that feeling. I mean, at first, it's a huge shock. At first, it's going to take its toll on you. But over time, you kind of settle into this thing of knowledge of knowing that it feels natural. I mean, no matter how close the person was with you, and I've lost, you know, people who are close to me, you know, you feel that shock in the original moment, but you always kind of go into this routine that eventually leads you knowing that it's, it's a natural thing. A natural part of life is death. So we learn to pass lower energy into higher energy. The lower energy existing inside of our gut, if you can pass it and eventually using, uh, you know, thought to focus more on the positive, you can refill the gut with more positive energy, with joy, with bliss, with excitement, with gratitude. And the anger will still come back. You'll still have that difficulty going. And then you release that and you again fill it with more higher energies. And you just keep doing that. You just keep doing that until it becomes a habit, until finally it's just natural for you to immediately go to that higher state of emotion, have those higher energies and not the lower ones, and then you just keep going. And this is, this is very powerful because of the fact that living in that higher state of energy is what's going to motivate you to be a better person, to enjoy this life experience, to find that thing that you're great at that's going to give back to the world and to follow down that road. And as you follow down that road, you are going to have the ability to keep hold of that high energy, which is a motivation for you. You're not going to feel the low energy, or you might have a few low energy days, but they're going to become more rare. And you're going to have a lot of high energy days. In fact, most of the days are going to be high energy days, but it's going to be good energy, not bad energy. And that's the... The power of this entire method it's the power of this entire subject of the show okay i got a couple quotes for you here and I, I i love these ones when i was going out i was like okay i can turn this into a theme because when you have a quote that is anywhere from you know 800 to over a thousand years old and it's still talked about today i mean that's power there is a lot of power in these quotes, and they're pretty simple. Uh, the first one is from a fellow named Rumi, uh, 
I believe he was a, um, is it a Sufi philosopher? Uh, and this is back in the 1200s. Quote, there is a voice that doesn't use words. Listen. End quote. That's it. Very simple, very powerful. And I always, I always talk about the, the feeling inside the gut is not like the words inside your head. The feeling inside the gut is on an emotional wavelength. So sometimes you will get messages when you're in your meditation, when you're focused on the emotions that are going inside your body. You might get things popping inside your head that I would consider messages. So sometimes it does turn into words. But for the most part, it's just a feeling. It's the same thing, you know, a gut feeling. It's that common term. It does actually exist. So that's what I believe Rumi is talking about here, that through deep focus and feeling, you can come to the best answer. But for the most part, it just starts out as an emotion. Second quote here is from, uh, probably heard of him, Lao Tzu. As question on whether he even existed or not, uh, for him, we're going back to the 600s. So if my math is correct, what is that? That's uh, like uh, 1,400 years ago. So whether he existed or not, his philosophies are still well talked about today. Just go on YouTube and search his name and you'll see hundreds, hundreds of videos trying to break down his philosophy. So here the quote, uh, the power of intuited understanding will protect you from harm until the end of your days. Again, the power of intuitive understanding will protect you from harm until the end of your days. Intuitive understanding. This is the key. Now, intuitive is just another term for gut. Because intuitive means it's something based on what one feels to be true even without reasoning. So it's coming down to those emotions, like what is your gut telling you? So intuitive understanding is to be able to say you can feel the emotions inside your gut and you know what it's trying to tell you in the moment. So you just kind of like look at what's happening in front of you or what's what you're worried about, what you might have been thinking about, and then you're feeling that emotion in your gut. It's going to say, okay, this is what's causing me the problem. Now, sometimes... It's just of your own making. Like sometimes you're the one causing the feelings of fear and anger because your brain has gone off in this tangent, whatever you have to accomplish, and putting you in the worst case scenario, saying you're going to fail, you're not going to be good enough, people are going to hate you, whatever it might be. So then your gut is reacting to what your mind is feeding it because the gut doesn't know the difference between imaginary or real. So you're creating this real scenario and the gut's reacting. So if that's happening, if your mind is off on a tangent, then your gut is only reacting to that. You probably best not to listen to it. But if you can get yourself to a point where you can keep your mind calm and you're not really thinking about it, yet your gut's trying to tell you something, that is what I believe is Lao Tzu's version of intuitive understanding. It's an understanding from a silent mind. So your mind is silent and your gut is then communicating with you from a different level. It's not just constantly reacting to the fear and the anger that you're feeding it. It's coming from a different place. 
Intuitive understanding will protect you from harm until the end of your days. With intuitive understanding being from that other place through a silent mind, I 100% agree. All right, that's it, everybody, for this week. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'm going to sound like a broken record again. Very simple way to support me. If you can just leave a review, uh, let people know what you think of it. It uh, makes me look cooler and it uh, helps people to find me. Anyway, that's it. I appreciate every one of you and I'll talk to you next week.